Hey everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. We're back for episode 101. You thought we might have gone away, but that's two in a row. One more and it's a streak. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> tell me about it. This is crazy. It's, it's weird to be on a regular schedule again. I know. I was driving over to see Andrew, and I was like, why am I driving over here? We have this thing called Zoom now. I could be doing this from my house, but... We don't have to see each other anymore. But we can still think that the energy we bring together in the room is good, and also... When it gets cold in winter, we won't be seeing each other. And no. We'll be back on Zoom no. then. There'll so. be no uh, cuddling here. But but for now, it's uh, back to business and usual. So thanks for everyone for coming back. Hopefully you caught Andrew's mini episode he did recently where he did his first recap of a milestone run with Erin. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything going well there? Yeah, yeah. Everything's going great. As a matter of fact, there's another mini coming for her uh, latest milestone run. And yeah, we're, we're, we're really well into, into the Spartan training now. I think she's seeing some really good improvements She's, I mean, the other day she, uh, she commented that she lost a couple of kilos, which is, uh, which is great for her. Um, well, not that she needed to, but she's happy with that. Um, and yeah, we, we, we went up to the Yu Yangs the other day and did some trail running. You know, it wasn't anything too strenuous because again, not only for her, but I'm, I'm conscious of my, uh, my body as well and, and making sure that I'm doing everything a little bit better than last time. Yeah. Being a little bit smarter with it. Yeah. Like my, like just looking at something like my easy runs where I used to run my easy runs at like race pace. Now I'm like, you know what? If I run a six and a half minute, seven minute kilometer, I don't care. I just want to keep it as easy as possible. Yeah. Um, And then my hard days, I'll keep hard. Keep your hard days hard. The easy days easy. Exactly. That's the saying. So yeah, if you want to uh, keep up to date with what's happening with Erin and her journey and the milestone runs, remember to keep track of the podcast on the socials. We've got the Facebook group and Facebook community. Um, We've got the Instagram. And there's also Andrew's Melbourne Superman, which has a whole bunch of stuff. And you can follow him along in the cosplay world as well. Indeed. And if you're even interested in watching Erin's actual milestone chats uh, as a visual platform mm-hmm. uh, you can find those chats on the melbourne superman instagram uh, sorry youtube and uh, i'll have some more stuff there special added bonuses nice what's Excellent. the plural of bonuses bonuses bonus bonus bonusi bonus hey we'll make that up maria will enjoy that exactly so um we've got a couple of things to run through today but uh, a couple of notable news things happening first of all did you see what happened uh, about a week or so ago in the women's 50-kilometer run? I think I heard I heard about something. I saw something on the gram, yep. but I, I, I can't remember exactly what happened. A lady by the name of Des Linden had what is being called the race of a lifetime. Yes. Uh, she did a 50-kilometer in two hours and 59 minutes and 54 seconds. That's what it was. Which is an amazing run, but it smashed the world record to that date by nine minutes. That's crazy. It's That's not a little bit. No. That's not like Kipchoge going from 2.01 in the marathon to 159.40 yeah. is two and a bit minutes. And that, even that's a lot. That's that's a lot. This is unparalleled. Like the curve has just been broken no, by you, this lady. You go to, you, you stop mm. at, a, at the finish line and you mm. wait nine minutes for mm. somebody. That's a long time. Yeah. And that's a, like if you're at the end of a marathon and you see all the people that come in yeah. in those nine minutes, you're talking hundreds possibly thousands of people in that nine minutes so yeah. that's 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 a long she time. ran her marathon in two hours 31 which is slow for her because she's got a, a pb of 222 mm. but even still her 231 makes her the 15th fastest woman in canadian running history but she is now um the record holder when it comes to the women's world record by a long way that's crazy um and it also proves this is really really interesting 
normally people have thought of the 50k as something you kind of needed to survive. Mm. She's the first. She's she's raced it. Yeah. Like she ran the 50k the way you run a marathon. Well, that's and mm. that's that's the, that's interesting because a lot of people that I've spoken to about ultras, they're like, mm. you don't race it. You just you you pace it. You mm. go slower than you think you're going to need to because. You can't race an ultra, mm. but that's that's obviously not true. Yeah, well, I think there is. I was talking to someone about this the other day. There's a, I guess, a growing clique in the ultra running community yeah. who are starting to see 50Ks as not real, quote-unquote, ultras. Jeez. So the previous definition was anything longer than an ultra marathon. Anything longer than a marathon is an ultra marathon. Yeah. But now there's this little growing thing of, oh, a 50K doesn't really count. A 50K counts. It's a long way. It's as a we're mini go- ultra. As we're going to talk about Indeed. later in this Indeed. episode. But yeah, congratulations to Canadian Des Linden on absolutely smashing the women's world record. Uh, we can't let something go past that is that dramatic in the world stage. That's incredible. Um, probably the only other thing to talk about before we get into some shout-outs. Um, let's go back to COVID corner for a while because yeah. I feel like we spoke about COVID so much over the last year or so. It would be remiss of us not to talk about what's happening in the world right now. Mm. Uh, specifically the situation in India, yeah. which is we've seen some of the worst numbers ever in the history of the last 12 months or so. Like, even the the dizzying heights that America had at some point have it's, been well and truly eclipsed. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I've been watching it, I've been following it on the on the news, and it's just like, it's, it's just, it's kind of heartbreaking. It's very heartbreaking, because it's like, we go so long and we think, yes, 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 we're, we're, we're going in the right direction, we're going in the right direction, and then all of a sudden, something just yeah. flips on its head, and it's like, wow, wow. You yeah. realize just how incredibly intense really this is. There's... Just not that happy, um, uh, that happily ever after is coming, but there's bumps along the way. Yeah, I, I work with a lot of people who work in India, and the scary thing is that they're saying that the situation that's being reported to us is not as bad as it actually is over there. Wow. They're saying it's three to four times as bad as what we're actually getting reported, and we're hearing numbers of 300,000 cases a day, thousands of deaths. Um, unfortunately, what's happened here, it seems, is that Early on in COVID, the Indian nationality was statistically really resilient. Mm. Like their their infection rates were the size of normal people, but their hospitalization and their death rates were way lower. And everyone just sort of went, oh, wow, that's that's interesting yeah. as an outlier. But isn't it good that India, as such a populated country, isn't being affected as much? Well, now they've got this third mutation. Exactly. And this third mutation is testing a hospital system that hasn't been tested before. And it's putting a community who's probably become a little bit lax from what I hear um, in terms of, you know, thinking, well, we got through this already. There's nothing to worry about. They've just had a month full of religious festivals. People who used to work in offices in major cities went home. And so previously, when they were working for an employer, they were told, you need to come to work and you need to do temperature check and all this sort of stuff and you won't get paid. If... Now they're all working from home. No one's controlling that. Yeah. And it seems like it's just, it's absolutely horrible. So, yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's almost as if this virus said, you know what? You're not being affected I'm going to come after you hard. Every time something we think we're getting on top of it, yeah. we get another the UK mutation, the South African mutation, now this Indian mutation. Um, it's just incredible. And yeah, I thought just worth us you know, touching past because I don't know about you, but I'm definitely probably going to listen to these years from now and you know let people hear what we were talking about yeah. when this was going on yeah. because this is something they will teach exactly. in school to and, kids. And hopefully it'll be a thing well of the past. Well uh, of the past, well absolutely. Past. Uh, so yeah. That's, uh, that's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, I feel like I saw something, but I, I only saw it for like a day. So I don't know if it was actually true that there was a case in Victoria a few days ago, last week. Uh, yes, I think there was something to do with the Perth had a bit of an outbreak yeah, yeah. and then someone from Perth came over. 
I think we've got zero cases in the community in Australia yep. right now, but 26 in hospital quarantine. Okay. Yep. But Australia has, again, shut down the borders. Right. So no one's allowed over from India until the middle of May at the moment, and that date will probably be extended. Mm. And they've shut down a lot of the back doors. People were coming in through Singapore and Dubai. Yep. They've been shut down. I mean, Australia as an island nation, that is our greatest defence yep. against this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Our thoughts go out to everyone uh, who has family or friends in the Indian community. Um, and, yeah, it's feels like it's going to get a lot worse there before it gets better. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Hopefully it does get better sooner rather than later, though. Um, but turning it back to some positives, Yay. a couple of shout-outs we've got. First of all, uh, not sure when people will hear this episode or when we'll put it out, but this upcoming weekend is the Werribee Mansion, which is a local fun run in our area. Is that this weekend? It's that this weekend. What day? Is it Sunday? It's Sunday, yes. Oh. You probably haven't heard that much about it no. because it got cancelled last year because yeah. of COVID and somehow it's managed to hang on yeah. and come back this year. But unfortunately, it got a bunch of its permits when COVID was at its peak. Yeah. And so there's actually only, I think, 800 people in total really? running all the events. Only 200 people in the half marathon uh, and a couple of hundred in some of the other events. Wow. And, and and that was an event that was approaching like, you know, over a thousand people plus. Mm. Um in the actual half marathon event itself, but they just couldn't, the paperwork to make yeah. it any bigger than that is just a real pain. So, but congratulations, they survived. We, yeah. It was touch and go there for a while. We weren't sure if they were going to make it. So, are you running it? Or? I'm running it. Yeah, yeah. I, I had an entry from last year that right. I got carried forward, and it's good prep um, for Great Ocean Road training, which sure. is in three weeks now. So, the second shout out is to everyone who's getting ready for Great Ocean Road. Uh, training, which could be, you know, 50% of the podcast listening group. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so well done to all of you. Three weeks to go. It's approaching taper time. Um, and also the UTA 100 in the Blue Mountains is also about three weeks away. Yep. Uh, and Dean Milligan, long-time listener, one-time podcast appearancer. Appearancer? Appearancy. Guest. Guest. Probably that's, better. That's a better word. Yep. He's competing in that. So, so well done to everyone. I'm sure we'll get him back on the podcast soon. I'm sure. Oh, well, have... Of course, when you all do the... Uh... Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, when we all do the uh, Ultra 100 at Yuyang's, we'll get him back on the podcast because he'll be here. Indeed. We can actually be in the same room here. But I actually definitely want to hear about this UTA yeah, 100. Like, yeah, that's, totally. That's, that's some That's intense stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, and then finally, a shout out to, to Coach Mark from WinFit. Um, so Mark's been training super well recently, getting ready for Great Ocean Road. Um, but yeah, he uh, had a bit of a dizziness this week and yeah. he did something that was really smart. He didn't run. That's a great idea. Which is really hard for runners to do. Yeah. But shout out to him for waking up, not feeling great, and going, you know what? Instead of going out there and running, I'm going to go get myself checked out, and I'm going to get myself looked after. Do you know what? And that's the difference between somebody who's been running for a long time, who's seasoned, smart, uh, you know, a coach, obviously, and somebody who is not so much a weekend warrior, but somebody who's just really anxious, really into it. It's like... Those uh, somebody like Mark knows when it's time to just rest, and that you know that one day of rest isn't going to throw away. It's not going to. He's not going to lose any fitness. He's going to lose anything. Even if he were to take a week off, you know that's that's the one. That's the biggest thing that people need to know is that if you need to take time off, take the time off because you're not going to lose all your fitness in a no. week, two weeks, even. All he could do is hurt himself now mm. or make his condition worse. Exactly. And so instead, he's taken it sensible because he knows he's three weeks out. He's basically in a taper now. I mean, he's done the he. 
he's put the kilometers in. He's he doesn't even if he were to like run once a week for the next three weeks, he's he's still going to probably perform. Oh, you know, because he's, he's put in, the work in. He's in great form. Right I know now. He's, he's running super. He's well. ridiculous. He yeah. runs better than most people half his age. Yeah, correct. So um, shout out to you, Mark. Well done for looking after yourself. A lesson to all of us to mm-hmm. practice what we preach and actually look after yourself. Uh, and you know, fingers crossed that you bounce back over the next week or so and you're ready to come attack Great Ocean Road with us. Indeed. In a couple of weeks. Um, that's the big thing for me, uh, turning to host brags. I'm just three weeks out from Gore. I did my longest run on Sunday. I did 37 Ks. Got through it fine. Felt nice. good. Felt that's like, like, felt like I could have kept going. Um, I'll do another 30k plus run this weekend. I'll probably do the half marathon at the mansion and then run another 10, 15k's afterwards, and then I'll start a slow you, taper. Yeah, because your your tapers, you don't really believe in a hardcore taper. No. You just kind of push it right up to. the I thing. don't need a lot of taper. I'll yeah. probably two week like a week out the Sunday before. I'll probably still run 21. Right. And then I'll just run, keep everything moving. Um, I, I don't need a super. I get fat. When I do a bit too long a taper, because I keep eating. Yeah, because you don't. Uh, like, yeah, because I'm always eating so much anyway. If I taper for too long, I just I mitigate it. So Fair enough. Um, I tend to do about a week's taper. Yeah. But yeah, some people will be starting now. For like for some people, their long run on Sunday was their long run, and they'll be backing it off. But for me, I do a much shorter taper. Okay. And also, this for me, this Great Ocean Road is a long run on a step towards July, sure. having to do a hundred. So you know, we're only. 10 12 weeks away from that so i can't really afford to lose three or four weeks now yeah for a 44 i've actually got to make the 44k great ocean road just almost part of my weekly mileage and yeah. bounce back into it afterwards but yeah that's that's pretty much it for me at the moment it's just been a, a relatively big week of running last week getting ready for this thing and fingers crossed i don't get injured well that's crazy yeah what about you? What have you been up to at the moment? Well, I'm, yeah. As I, you look over at my notes. Because, <laughs> look at your notes. Because <laughs> you forgot what you have done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what am I supposed to be talking about here? I'm like, <laughs> why is he looking at my shit? What's going on? It's like, you wrote that. <laughs> I know. That's what my mind is doing right Would now. you like me to tell you what I what you did this week? Yeah, maybe. No. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, yeah. Uh, I am, of course, obviously, I'm... Uh, I'm I'm dialing up my running a little bit, you know. I'm I'm adding miles, uh, kilometers to each week. I think last week I ran the highest uh, kilometer week that I have in a long time. Uh, you know, I'm not doing it too too extreme, but uh, I'm making sure that I'm I'm trying to be as careful as I can. Uh, as we hear the sirens in the background, there's a police helicopter over the top of Andrew's house before, and now sirens out the yeah, front. Well. Um, he lives in the Detroit of the West. Let's be honest here. Let's be yeah. Let's be yeah. real. Uh, I had a nasty, just off topic. I had a nasty dream last night that somebody was breaking into my house, and um, I woke up. You know when you wake up from a dream and you kind of like feel like oh you're scared, but you know it was a dream, but at the same time you're freaking out a little yeah. bit. And so I, I turned all the lights on in my house. It was like three <laughs> o'clock in the morning, and I just like searched everywhere in my house, like every closet, every nook and cranny that somebody could be hiding in. And then I go into my kitchen. And I, 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 which is I, creepy because you've got like full mannequins of stuff there anyway. Don't so. even, uh, man. The times that they give me heart attack. Um, I, I, I go to check out the the back door and I find that both the sliding door and the screen door are unlocked, mm-hmm. which I never do, and I can't even remember unlocking them that I would have left them unlocked. And I opened the doors, and my heart dropped. I was like, <gasps> nobody was obviously in my house. It was just I had left them unlocked. Yeah. Scared the hell out of me. It didn't help. I didn't sleep for another Yeah, I was about to say, hours. yeah. It was great. It was awesome. Was yeah, but you watch horror movies and stuff, don't you? I do a lot. Yeah, see, I can't watch horror movies. Yeah. I and don't like it. It doesn't help that I also play this game called Elder Scrolls Online where I like battle demons and stuff. So. Oh. Scariest thing I ever had. Do you remember the movie Signs? Yeah. 
So I went and watched Signs one night with my girlfriend at the time. And I would have been in like my early 20s or something. And I stayed at her place. And the next morning, early in the morning, I'm getting up to leave. And I'm going out the front door. And I turn around to lock the front door. And then I swear to God, I could feel the alien from Signs behind me. And I was literally paralyzed for about 15 seconds, like refusing to turn around because I was positive if I turned around, I was going to see the aliens from Signs walk across. Oh, man. Like it does in that scene. You know, that scene where you're like... Yeah. Yeah, that was probably the most scared thing I've ever been. That's not okay. And that was a... Yeah. That's... No. No, it's not fun. Not not okay at all. Yeah. I don't remember how we got into this. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, share your scary story uh, (laughs) on the Facebook community. Exactly. Or or Instagram. Um... That's a lot of fun. So yeah, so basically yeah, so I've I've been dialing up my running. Uh, this uh, I've been doing. I've been basically my, my running schedule at the moment is sort of like Monday is a rest slash recovery day. Tuesday is an intervals is my interval day, mm. and I'm just basically running. I, I combine. It's either twelve four hundred meter repeats or five one kilometer repeats or you know like this past um, Tuesday I did uh, three minutes jog recovery, two minutes jog recovery, one minute jog recovery. And those those hard efforts were at like 4 yeah. or 15 pace. And I'm trying not to walk with my recovery. I'm trying to keep the yep. jog going, which is a, a new thing. Uh, and then it's basically... It makes it harder. Yeah. Like for people who are doing interval training, it's a, if you to stop that walking and make it a super slow jog, like jog as slowly as you can jog, mm. it's amazing how much harder it is. Yeah, it's yeah. horrible. But yeah. I think it's... I'm hoping it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday is kind of like another rest recovery day. Thursday is I try to completely rest. Uh, I'd like to get some cardio in, so I'll I'll do something on the bike or I'll walk. Uh, Friday is a tempo run. So last week I did my tempo run, which was an 8-kilometer, you know, 4.15 about pace, which Mm -hmm. was just, for me, I I was running better than my 10K PB time for 8 kilometers. I was so excited. I was like, wow, this is cool. Did you feel like like you could have kept going for another two? probably could have. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I would have been able to keep that pace, but had I kept going, I think I would have PB'd my 10K. Wow. Um, and I was like, oh, I really want to, but at the same time, I better not. Yep. I just Slowly. Let's be smart here. Yep. yep. You got a long road ahead. That's right. Uh, but I did. I did PB my Do you know you instinctively rubbed your knee then? I know. It's yeah. weird. It's just, you instinctively rubbed your knee. You talked about being sensible, and you went, oh, better check that better out. Better check that out. Yeah. yeah. It's it's funny how that's ingrained now. I got to... Mm. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I PB'd my 5K in the middle of that tempo run. So it was like a 21.18 5K. And then I continued for another 3Ks after that at that same pace, which was, it's just, an, it's an amazing thing to me um, that, you know, we think we're pushing so hard sometimes, but then you can keep going. Mm. And it's like, it's like that testament that the mind really does give out before the body does. And it's also a big testament of like, of, 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 of growth. It's just like the last time I did my 5k PB, which was at park run. Yeah. Um, I crossed that finish line. I was on the ground. Yeah. Whereas this time I PB'd my 5k and I'm still going for yep. three Ks. Um, so that tells me that I could have had, I wanted to run a really fast 5k. I probably could have, is it 15 to 16 seconds faster for that sub 20? I don't know. Yep. Um, but certainly it tells me that that was not my true PB if I'm going 3Ks. Did you know you ran your 5K PB in the middle of your 8K run? I did. You did? Okay. Like, I looked down at my watch and I was like... Because I was starting to think maybe that was the psychology of it. When you do park run, you cross the finish line, so you're like, oh, I'm done. Whereas with this... Yeah, well, do you know it's interesting? Because there's actually something to that. Because it wasn't like I knew where the 5K point was going to be. But I looked down at my watch, you know, just to see what pace I was going. And I didn't really 
cutting on what was going on. And then I'm at 4Ks and I'm like, hang on. I could drastically, if I slowed down, I'd still hit my, uh, my, my last PB. Yeah. I'd keep going. It was just, it was just, it was unreal. And mm. I mean, yeah, I knew I was going to do it. And then when I did it, I was like, I don't need to slow down yet. That's correct. I mean, it was a tempo run, so it was uncomfortable. Yeah, was, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it was comfortably hard, though. Yes. You know? Mm. Uh, so it was, but it was just great. And, and I was, I was really floored. I was really, I was really happy with that. So that's, that's that tempo run. Saturdays are uh, like a rest recovery day. Yeah. And then Sunday are my now long runs, which yeah. I'm taking at a really easy pace, like, I did end up doing 13 kilometers last week, but at like a 6.30 yep. pace where I used to try to push the 5.20, 5.30 for those. And yep. I'm like, now, you know what? Because I <laughs> I was a young lad two years ago. <laughs> uh, but now I'm just like, you know what? I don't need to speed this. Like, mm-hmm. this that's this is not my hard day. Uh, I'll keep my hard days hard, my easy days easy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I ended up doing the 13K, which was, you know, it was fine. Like, I was a bit tight in my glute, but nothing... That I would be like, oh, that's a problem. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just those when you start running long distances again, longer distances, things just, as they're getting stronger, they're getting tighter. So, drum roll, tell the audience because I don't know if you've told them yet already, but why are you starting to do longer runs again? Yes. So the, <laughs> the reason that tell I'm the starting, audience what dumb thing you did. The dumb thing that I did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, matter of fact, I put this on my Facebook story, uh, and the song that I put in my Facebook story was Valjean Soliloquy, which starts out, what have I done, sweet Jesus, what have I done? (laughs) So basically, I am officially entered in the Spartan Ultra in Bright, which is a 50k. Welcome to the dark side, my friend. (laughs) Welcome to the dark side of ultra running. (laughs) It's a 50k, (laughs) and it is 60 plus obstacles up and down Bright, like two or three times. Uh, Mystic Mountain, and do you know, I don't know why. This is like when you wake up in the morning sometimes and you look around and there's just, you know, you wouldn't want to put a black light on it and there's empty bottles of stuff and you're like, what did I do last night? Yeah. This is the opposite, where you wake up completely normally like, I must have done something really bad because I've got a bad feeling in my stomach. Oh, I've got a bad feeling about this. And your inbox has a receipt. (laughs) And you're like, ooh. Well, the good, I mean, here's the the catch-22 of it. So basically, okay, so I I now am a quote-unquote influencer for Spartan, uh, so I get my races for free. Ooh. And I thought, let's see if I can do this. Let's see how much they mean it. Exactly. When they see races by free, exactly. let's see what they mean. I was like, how about the ultra? Does that count? Because that's like a $200 race. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Which you can get 15% off. That's right. You can get 15% off your Spartan races if you use the coupon code SUPERMAN. Now, it's important to know with that coupon code, I don't get anything for it. I already get my races for free, so this is just a perk for those of you who listen to the podcast, who follow me, who whatever. Just use the coupon code SUPERMAN for 15% off. If you have more than five people that you want to do the Spartan, contact me directly because you'll get that 15% off, but we'll also waive the 9% admin fee. Ooh, nice. Um, which is great. So, Misery loves company. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you're you going to do it with me? <laughs> We've got a long way to go before you convince me to do that. All right, well, I'll be asking every time we do this. <laughs> every time? Thing. Okay, every week you ask me. I don't I don't think it's fair. I don't <laughs> think it's fair that Dean can ask you to do 100K. I ask you to do a 50K. Okay, it. but let's be honest. You're doing a 50K yeah. up and down Mystic Mountain at Bright, yeah. which is hard. Yeah. 
but you're adding over 60 obstacles, yeah. including upper body stuff <laughs> that runners don't like to do. Yeah, but you do strength training now. The only thing runners like to do with their upper bodies is eat pasta. That's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's this is this is big because yeah. you've spent the last, you know, six months or so working on your physique. Yep. You were talking about trying to build size. Yeah. That's not really compatible with running 50Ks. No. So basically, and I, I've talked to my trainer about this because I really, I do want to do this. Do you know, I don't, I don't know what my knee will do with this thing. I don't know. All I know is that in terms of something like this, yes, it's going to be hard, but it's not, I know it's, it's going to be hard and this is not saying it's not going to be hard, but I know it's not going to be a, a, a straight marathon or ultra marathon or just continuous running mm. that I'm hoping that that uh, breaking up that run with other things will help me last a little bit longer mm. and get that that knee past the point of no return mm. um, and in terms of the size thing yeah we're gonna have to we're just gonna have to see what happens uh, mm. I'm gonna try to keep the aesthetics up mm. I don't know that I'm gonna be building size but I'm just gonna try to keep my aesthetics up my training will have to drastically change, I think, yeah. um, because just just the simple fact of trying to add bulk is not going to help. Yeah. Um, I don't think running an ultra marathon. So how far away is it? We're twenty four weeks out. Twenty four weeks out. Which yeah. and I remember you and I talking about this, and you were like, fifty k ultra twenty four weeks from now, and I was like, yep, no problem, mm. you can do fifty k's in twenty four weeks, and then you said Spartan. And I went, ooh, that's going to be interesting. Maybe you need 28. <laughs> yeah. But, but let's talk about that. So you said, so what we're going to talk about for the rest of the episode was um, you asked me to come and tell you a couple of things that you'll need to think about as part of preparing for an ultra. Mm. And then you've got another episode coming up, which is going to be talking to a Spartan expert. Yep. So you're going to get an ultra runner's perspective and mm. a Spartan's expert. Um, yeah. I, des- I decided to draw some inspiration for my chat with you from, for, for those listeners who don't know, I'm active in the scouting movement and the motto of scouting is be prepared. Mm. So I've grabbed the four challenge areas, we call them, from the scouting method to help you be prepared. Right on. So um, the first challenge area we have in scouts is quite naturally, it's stuff to do with outdoor challenges. And I think, obviously, you're going to be doing the Spartan outdoors. Right. How are you going to get over your treadmill addiction? Because you love running on your treadmill. I do, I do, and you know what? That, and that's been part of my training. Whereas I'm, I'm really flipping that on its head, and I'm turning it into much more outdoor running. Like at the moment, I'm, I'm trying to commit to at least once a week to get to the Yu Yangs. I'm making sure that all of my speed workout at least is outside, as well as my long run. So, three out of right now, maybe four out of six runs that I'm doing per week, I'm trying to make sure that that's in, uh, sorry, outside. Uh, like the rest and recovery runs, I'm not so worried about. Yep. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that my two speed workouts are outside, uh, my long runs outside, and there's at least one Yu Yang sort of traily run. Yeah, and, and that's going to be the other thing that's going to be important for you is yeah. getting some elevation mm. and getting some terrain because I don't think any of the course in Bright's going to be on like a footpath or anything. New. No. It's going to be. If they go up and down the mountain bike tra- paths, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which... they, they go up the... Yeah, like, it's... From what I remember, the Beast, there is some hiking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are there are sections where you're just walking straight up for, like, 15, 20 minutes, and it's fun. You know the secret of ultramarathoning is that most of it's walking. Like, yeah. We, we, we start, and then we all run around the corner, and then we stop and laugh at you all, because you think we're running, and then we just walk the rest of it. See, I like that. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. 
Um, so the race is in October. The race is October 16th. Which means you're going to be training through Melbourne winter. Yes. But then the actual race in October could be completely different because October can give you a 30 exactly. degree day in exactly. Melbourne. Exactly, which is great. I, I, remember, I think last year at Bright, or two years ago now, it's going to be two years ago because we didn't do it last year. Uh, I think it was, it was not, I think it was about 20 degrees maybe, yeah. which is not bad, but it's kind of like there were sections where it was like, oh, this is a bit warm. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? You're going to have to be prepared for all conditions. Yeah. Um, cause you're going to have cold weather, rain, you know, you're going to have to get out there and do your runs during training, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and then come October, you could be dealing with sunburn mm. at some point or something like that. So you prepared for that? Here's open. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah. So I, I've, I've, I've kind of, and those of you who know me know I've got like a very, like when I set my mind to it, I'm very dedicated to the, the, to the, to the journey, right? Mm. So already I've just, just simple things that I've made up in my mind. Like if I have a set run that has to be outside, doesn't matter what the weather is. If it's raining, I'm going. If it's hot as hell, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Um, just because maybe. Le- I'd say leading up to the event, and I don't know, maybe you can tell me I'm mm. wrong, but I'd say maybe like a couple weeks before the event, maybe I played a little bit safer just to, yeah, but I don't know. Because your immune system will probably be pretty low by that point, you'd yeah. expect, and so you want to be careful about things like flu and sickness and mm. all that. So you'll definitely want to start, you know, you've got 24 weeks, you can break that down into four solid six-week chunks, yeah. where you can almost like train for six weeks, have like a mini peak at six weeks, then back it down week seven, and then train back up to a new peak at week 12, bring it back down, yeah. and then train back up to another peak at, at peak eight, 18 weeks, and then do it again and get ready for race day. Right. So you've got an opportunity to actually build like that over 24 weeks. 24 weeks is a lot better than 12 weeks. 12 yeah. weeks is you can kind of do one peak and then peak again. You've got a lot of chance to build a really solid base. Like mm. With 24 weeks, the 10% rule applies. Sure. Yeah, like you can use the 10% rule and still get some pretty good distance by the time you get to the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In the actual event, outdoors, are you able to wear... Like, does Spartan say you can or can't take stuff? Can you have hydro vests? Yeah. Can you, you have the, all that fuel? You can have anything you want. Yeah. Uh, the, the rule for Spartan is whatever you bring onto the course... You have to finish with like a mini fridge. You're, yeah, pretty much. Remember that guy that ran the marathon with the fridge. It was a washing machine. Wasn't oh, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Um, you have to whatever. I mean, obviously that's more for competitive stuff. I'm not going to be doing the ultra competitive, mm. but I always kind of play by those rules. Um, there, of course, is a drop bin at mm. whatever point it is. Uh, but yeah, that you can bring whatever you need on the course. Yeah. Um, and they'll have stations where you can refill your hydration pack. I'm assuming as they did last time. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Cool. Um, the other, the next uh, challenge area we have in scouting is personal growth challenge. Mm. So this is all about teaching young scouts how to do stuff by themselves. You've already said that you're um, someone who can set their mind to it and just go after it. Mm. But this is going to be, like even when you were training for a marathon before, you're going to see some numbers and distances and stuff in your training that you haven't yeah. seen before. Um, and things like, time on legs mm. are going to become more important than distance like you could run 40ks in training for this thing it'll be a slow 40ks yeah. like you said before i think your six and a half minutes per kilometer is perfect like that's an easy run and if you can psychologically get your head around that mm. but are you going to be able to shift your mindset to going slow for longer yeah i'm kind of hoping because even now like you know, I am saying that I'm, I'm I'm trying to make my easy runs really easy and not worry about the pace. But even when I'm out there, I sometimes think, oh, I just push the, 
I push this uh, last part of the kilometer so I can have a better time on uh, yeah. Strava. Yeah. Oh, Who gives a shit? Who <laughs> could care? Um, but yeah, I think that that, I think that's a really good point. Personal growth, I think for me, is going to have a lot to do with not pushing too hard and yep. being okay. Patience. Yeah, that's, patience. That's if you, you the personal growth you're going to learn from this is going to be patience yeah. and not pushing past the knee and everything, mm. and also discipline and not. Um, running a run outside and then going, oh, I'll finish it off inside on the treadmill. Yeah. You're going to have to slog it out there yeah. on the outdoors and, and suck that up. Yeah. Which I have done before mm. when I'm like, not not a lot for like my long runs and PBs and stuff. I'll, I'll try to make sure that I do that all in one spot. Usually it's outside. Uh, but there have been times back, I think probably when I was training for, I don't know, Canberra maybe, where I was just really tired. and like, you know what? I'm going to finish up the last three Ks on the treadmill. And it doesn't, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but also it's not the best thing in the it's world. It's better than not running at it's all. It's better than not running at all, but yeah. it's also kind of like cheating myself a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's. <laughs> I, I always joke around with people. It's like, you know, sometimes I work hard, but I'm lazy at it. Yeah. And that's kind of that. Yeah. Um, just, smart people are lazy people. Yeah. Because they find the quickest, easiest way to do stuff. That's right. That's so, why I'm so good at everything I do. How are you going, personal growth-wise, how are you going to balance the... Because training for a marathon is a big commitment. You've done yeah. a couple of marathons, so you know what that's involved. Mm. And ultra is that again. Yeah. Plus, you also need to keep your strength training up for yeah. all the Spartan stuff, like lifting stuff and throwing stuff. And is there any Spartan like obstacles that they don't do in the ultra, or are they all up for grabs? I'm pretty much, pretty much, they're all up for grabs. I think uh, there's even uh, some obstacles that you wouldn't see elsewhere. Just, really? Yeah. Uh, anyway, not. Not for any other reason, just because, say, for example, the beast wouldn't go this way. Yeah. And they, so they don't uh, see that obstacle necessarily. But, um, yeah, I think pretty much everything is, pretty much everything is, is, is free for all. Do you think anything's off limits? Like, I know they have you lifting big balls and sacks mm. and throwing the spear and all that. Do you think there's a chance you could see all of them? Probably, yeah. yeah. I, the only, and it's funny because I've actually been watching a lot of the Spartan National Championships and everything, just because I like to watch the elites to see how they navigate certain obstacles. Yep. And, you know, I, I try to work out if I can figure out how to do that so that I can be more efficient when I do uh, the obstacle. Even like a, li- a, ty- like a little thing, like uh, not even so much obstacle, but like when they're walking up a hill, just that pushing off the legs yep. just to conserve the energy a little bit, the power hiking. Because you wouldn't want to take poles with you because no. they may stuff you up when you get yeah. to obstacles. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, 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 because yeah, you, you'd have to take those mm. uh, with you. But yeah, I, um, I don't... What was the question? Uh, the question was something to do with how do you get strong for Spartan and right. balance yeah. that with your yeah. running. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's just going to be like a, a really steep learning curve. Uh, because I'm sure that now, and I'm already kind of experiencing it, where with the added running, my gym workouts aren't as intense. Mm. And I think that's just going to be a question of, all right, I'm used to working out in the gym hour, hour and a half, usually an hour and a half tops. I know now that if I'm really pushing this distance, I might not have the intensity to do that. So what am I going to do in the gym to maximize my time? So. Yeah. Instead of working on the aesthetics, I will do more of the grip strength, do more of the farmer carries, more of the functional stuff. Like I've, I've introduced, which is really a fun time, uh, one-handed hanging knee raises. Okay, yep. I know what those words mean. Yeah. Um, I can 
think he's he's doing stuff in front of me. He's putting his hand up like a Black Power salute and then flailing his legs around at the moment, oh, which wow. is very impressive. I, it's what I do. Um, How much? So okay. Oh wow. How many of those do you do? Five at the moment. Okay. Um, I'm not even sure I could like I try and stretch my back out sometimes with the chin up bars at my gym, mm. and I'm like the thought of actually pulling myself up. And pulling my body weight up just doesn't work. And I, I'm stronger now than I was four months ago. Yeah. But still, I'm a long way away from being able to do something like that's body weight involved. Yeah, and that's hard. Like, that is hard. Like, that is really hard. Like, um, even just hanging with one hand. Like, I'm trying to do a lot of one-handed stuff. Yeah. So, it's just... I bet be, you are. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's funny because I avoided saying happy ending before. <laughs> I was talking about happily ever after. Um, basically, yeah, I'm, I'm just, it'll be a lot of what can I do... Mm. to maximize my time here. If I know I'm not going to be able to do the stuff that I'm normally doing, what's going to be the best thing that I can do? Is it going to be grip? Is it going to be uh, explosive stuff? Even like if I'm cutting my time in the gym in half, yeah. I've got to be really smart about it. But how's that going to work? Because previously, let's say you were doing, how many hours a week would you have been doing training-wise? Uh, weightlifting? Wise? Just generally. Oh, uh, including running? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe... 10, 15, something like that. So say 15 hours. Yeah. Five of it would have been running, 10 of it would have been gym? Probably. Yeah, that's about right. So you're going to have to probably, yeah. you know, flip that around. Yeah. Like it's probably going to be 10 hours of running, five of gym, or if you decide that you don't want to drop your gym off that much, now you need to find 20 hours a week. Yeah. And that's the thing about training for ultras or training in general. It becomes an it becomes a numbers game yeah. at some point. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, I'm also a conscious of the fact that if I'm adding these extra miles, I my body is going to need extra time recovering. So I, I'm, I'm probably just not going to be able to put the same amount of time in the gym yep. and expect to recover the same way. I think a big tip for you would be um, take some of your... Because you, depending on which ultra running plan you follow, there'll be some long runs during the week. Hmm. I found two-a-days were really important. Sure. So take a long run and split it in two, some in the morning, some at night. Or... A running commute, okay. like running to the gym and running back from the gym, or sure. running to basketball and back from basketball, or running to training and back from training. Like any opportunity you have to run somewhere and not turn up completely stinky and disgusting sure. is, is, you know, you're doing double time then. Yeah. And, um, and what is what is, is splitting up the runs? and? So if you've got like, if your schedule says you need to do 20 kilometers today, mm. you do 10 in the morning, 10 in the afternoon. And that's beneficial because of just recovery yeah, time? Yeah, it, it makes it shorter. Yeah, okay. Like basically, sure. you know, instead of, having to, instead of having to find two hours in the morning, which could mean having to get up at five o'clock in the morning, yeah. or potentially you get home from work at seven o'clock and now you're running till nine o'clock, yeah. it's a lot easier to find two one-hour blocks in a day yeah. than it is to find a big two-hour block, depending on what time you want to wake up. And so in your opinion, do you think if I know that I need to hit, say... Just throwing out a number, uh, 60Ks in the week or yep. 100Ks in the week. Yep. Do you think it's more important that those hours are spent on the legs rather than how I do the runs? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people give junk miles a bad name. Yeah. But I found like when I was doing 100K weeks and so forth, a lot of them are naturally junk miles. Like a lot of your runs are just easy pace. You're not doing, um, you know, speed workouts when you're training to run yeah. 50, 60, 100 kilometers or go for 15 hours or something like that. Mm. You know, you've got to build the time on legs and help the tendons and the muscles and the impact get used to that. Yeah. Uh, and that takes 
10% a week, that takes slowly. The most important thing is if you want to be good at running, spend most of your time doing running. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a big one for you is um, back. It seems like psychologically you're backing off the pace, which is good yeah. because you're going to want to go out. Like I went out on Sunday and my distance was actually irrelevant on Sunday. What I needed to get was three and a half hours. Sure. Because I wanted three and a half hours on the legs. And as part of some of the training I'm reading up about for these other runs I'm doing this week, this year, um, some of them are like, oh, well, you need to get 10 hours on the legs. They're not saying 10 hours of running, but they're saying going out, hiking, walking, trails. Just anything. Just 10 hours of just getting your body used to doing that sort of thing. Because mm. if you're going to go do a 15-hour, 20-hour race, yeah. you've got to be able to do 10 in training. Now, that's the sort of thing which you're going to have to sort of work your way through. And I found just splitting things in two. Like I used to do two a days on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And it was just so much easier because then you could wake up, you could treat your morning run mm. as almost like a loosener up, like a, almost like a mini recovery run. Yeah. And then you could go a little bit harder at night. Um, and it was just more manageable for me. So okay. I think that's a good way to break up long runs. Right on. Yeah. All right. Um, the next uh, scouting challenge area is community challenge. Mm. Now, in scouting, that's all about getting kids out there and doing something for others in the community and setting a good example. Um, for you in community in your thing it's going to be a combination of people keeping you company yep. during training and then what actually happens during the spartan event itself so how are you going to handle what's your plan for like your long runs and all this training you're going to have to do and when you go to the gym there's people at the gym so yeah. that's kind of a bit more social yeah but what's your plans for staying sane during all this running i don't know like i don't know i think a lot of podcasts a lot yep. of music a lot of um, running with Zach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, that's a good point. I haven't really thought about because th there was such a long period of time there where all my long runs were with like WinFit. Yeah. Um, obviously, for the mental aspect of it, I'll probably want to do some where I'm just. You got to do some by yourself. Yeah. Like you're going to be out on that course, right. and there's going to be hours where you're you can see people and there's people around you, but mm. you're going to be by yourself. Yeah, except you'll be there. You can keep asking. Um, but yeah, yeah. are you going to come back and start running with Winford again? Do you know any Spartans in the area who are doing something similar you can train with? I mean, or? I mean, I know Andy's is probably going to do... I don't know that Andy will do the... I haven't spoken to Andy in a while um, just because our, our, our schedules haven't really... Well, he's an idiot you could suck into doing something dumb. So, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, I reckon he... I reckon all I would have to say to Andy is, yo, I'm going to do it. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's not he's how he's looking he very fit right now. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, he's um, very fit. I saw him the other day. Yeah. yeah. So he, I mean, he's he's got that. He's got that real. He's doing twelve edge. rounds like five times a week. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. Um, so yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, I would love to come run with WinFit. I don't know that I would do the track stuff, but maybe just like maybe every. Well, where's your 5K sub-20 fit into all this? That I'm not sure either. Yeah. So basically, okay, so I would like... It kind of puts a weird thing into mm. the mix, right? So I, I still want to do that this year. I'm hoping that with the added uh, miles, that will help that. Yep. Uh, and I also, like, obviously training for speed for August in Turden. But there's going to have to come a point, I think, in the next month or two where... I'm either going to have to make it in the next month or two and be great. I've done my sub 
25 yeah. K or in the next month or two, I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm not going to make it. I have to put it off because I can't keep training for this thing while I'm training for this thing. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting because you're going to reach a point once you start doing the long run training mm. where five K's is going to feel so easy. Yeah. Like, and the question is, will you get your pace for some of these longer runners to such a good spot that you can actually go out and run like a five K burst mm. and feel really, really fast. It depends on how you're honestly, it depends on how natural a runner you are yeah. because without doing speed work like if i wanted to go sub 20 for 5k's i would need to train speed work after speed work yeah. after speed work intervals it would just be, there'd be no long runs i you might be able to be someone who can sit there and go oh listen i'm running 20k runs so well now yeah i can actually do a really hard burst for the 5k's and maybe go under i think yeah i think like it tells me a lot that i haven't really done a lot of speed work in the last year and a half and last week i went out and i did that mm. ak at my a better than PB 10k time, yeah. it doesn't necessarily. Do I think that makes me a natural runner? I mm. think it makes me more of a natural athlete, maybe. Yeah. Um, just because I know that as a runner, I'm also prone to injuries. Yes. Um, as 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 you all know, and uh, I've come to love. Um, so, but in terms of athletics, you know, and body transformation and body. Um, uh, adaptions uh, adaptations rather uh i I'm, i think i'm naturally yeah. inclined for that it's just yeah um i think i do a lot of things well rather than one thing really naturally yeah. awesome and it might be so when you do like a 15k long run or a 16k long run you can you know go out and do an easy run for the first half and then on the way back do some fast k's yeah like you can still do yassos it's just you do them as part of a long run now yeah. rather than just going around a track yeah right. What's the what's the um back to the community angle the Spartan community, in the ultra beast, mm. what's the etiquette going to be around not being able to finish an obstacle, like I know that if you're actually competing mm. in a, a Spartan event like you're in an actual competition one, it's I believe poor form to skip an obstacle and do the burpees and it's probably like if you can't get past an obstacle in that you kind of need to drop out. Yeah, like if you're in the age group, like I and look there are there are there are except like. Even the elites, like they'll miss an obstacle, just you know, because obviously we all know race days, race day is never guaranteed. Yeah. You know, things just might not go your way. But if you're failing every obstacle and you're in a competitive wave, you should probably take a look at your training. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, I mean, if you if if I if I will never skip an obstacle outright unless uh, something is really hurting. Yeah. Like you know, there were a couple times in Bright a couple years ago where my elbows were just like flaring up. And I was like, you know, I better skip this. But I was like, you know what? No, I'll try it. Um, but, you know, I I'll always give it a go. And I'm one with the fact that I will give something a go probably at some point in this race and just, like, not be okay to do it yep. because I'll be that tired. But then you just got to do your burpees. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I'm pretty sure this guy that I'm talking to, Brad, tomorrow, who's been on the podcast before... He, when he did his first Spartan Ultra, which is funny, mm. we're coming up on the anniversary, I don't know how many years, maybe four or five years, mm. that he did his first one. And it's interesting that that's, this is the anniversary and also that this is just coincidentally the time where I reached out to him. Yeah. So um, he, I think, missed out on maybe eight obstacles, I think he said, or 12, something like that. But just that times 30 burpees yep. in the middle of an Ultra. It's not easy. No, you no. just got to, you know, you just got to be right, like... If, if I need to skip an obstacle, fine. I won't skip my burpees um, yep. as much as that's going to suck. 
Because I hate when I see that. Like, yeah. Do your purpose. That that's, that speaks, I guess, to the Spartan community thing. How many people do you think will be doing the ultra? I don't know. Like, I don't. I'm not sure how many. people Do you know anything about year. this? I like, mean, no. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, I, I would. You've got. A, you're leaving this podcast with a lot of questions. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think so. Um, I mean, I know a lot about the event itself in terms of. You got the weekend. You got the location. I got that's the, half yeah, about that's it. That's it. That's all I yeah. know. Um, but I, I can't imagine there's going to be more than uh, maybe a hundred. Yeah. 150 people doing it. If I mean, that. Bright gets so busy yeah. for these Spartan and weekends. I, I know that there is like a 50 percent DNF rate. Because they don't tell you the cutoff time either, do they? No. Well, somebody said to me, and I, I, and I, I remember saying this to you, and I was like, this has got to be wrong. Somebody was like, it's a six and a half hour cutoff time. And I'm like, that can't be right. That can't be right. Six and a half hours for a 50K yeah. race. Just is, in general. Just is, in general is aggressive. Yeah. Because uh, um, I'm thinking, in average, I've seen in the States, the Spartan Ultras, it's like a 12 to 14 hour That's cutoff. That's what I saw. I, I read something that was like, we're not going to tell you exactly where the cutoff is, but they kind of wait until three quarters of the field have gone through. Yeah. And then they're like, we take that time and we double it. And that's the cutoff. That's awesome. Yeah. So... Yeah. Be aware of that, I guess. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, oh, I'll tell everybody to go slower so we can <laughs> exactly. ease that curve. Yeah, exactly. Pack mentality. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right. The final, fourth and final challenge area we have in scouting is the creative challenge. Yes. Which is, you know, ironically at scouts, it often involves us setting young kids obstacles and giving them sticks and things and trying to work out how they get around it or over it or through it. Mm. Um, your creative challenges that you're probably going to have is unless you decide to do laps around your house or around your local area, yeah. you're going to find yourself out somewhere in the bush and or far away from home and you're going to hit a problem. So there's going to be that, is it going to be your mental strength? Like mentally, you just can't go on, but you're also 10 kilometers from your car now. What Mm. do you do? Um, Food, how your fuel is going, digestion, out in the bush somewhere, everyone needs to poop at some point. You're Mm. going to have to deal with that. Injury, how are you feeling about your adaptability, um, getting ready for this sort of thing? Because on the Spartan course itself, it'll be controlled, there'll be flags and all that, but that's not going to be the case in training. So Mm. do you have any worries going into that uh i mean yeah i I think i'll try to have some kind of control like whenever i run and this is even back when i was doing my marathon training i never wanted to get so far away from my starting point that it would be impossible for me to like if something went horrifically wrong because i don't like especially if i was training for something like um i don't even know i i don't even know what kind of event you like some kind of survival thing maybe yeah. i would but with something like spartan there's people there there's 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 always you know uh somebody around that can help yeah. you i don't feel the need to put my not that it's this dramatic but yeah. put myself in so much danger as in going so far away from my starting point that i would have a real problem getting back yeah. if something went wrong because to be frank and and truthful like i don't need as dumb as this is going to sound, I don't need to worry about that because yeah. if something does go really wrong, you're going to be around people. I'll who are going help. to be in an area that I'll needs have help. help or something like that. So I'll be, look, I, I will be safe. I won't play it too cautious because yeah. the, I will have to learn how to take risks, of course, yeah. uh, because playing it too safe will have the opposite effect. Yeah. But in terms of running into those problems. Yeah, it's 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 certainly an interesting thing because yeah, even even when you're close to home, I mean the farthest I think I got away from home or my starting point is probably 
seven or eight Ks, yep. which isn't... But you're in suburbia. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. Which can be tough. Like, if you need to go to the toilet in suburbia and nothing's open... It's hard. It's hard. Um, you know, you, you just have... To, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, all right, I can call this and just leave it at this as a failed yeah. run. But then it's like, well, how many how many times can you do that? Yeah. But also, if that's happening that many times, you're probably needing to look at a number of things as to why that's happening, like yeah. your nutrition, your prep, the day before, what is going on that you keep failing at this point. Yep. Um, obviously, something's not working. You know, Generation You Can has never failed me. Yep. And of that's course, help. listeners of the Breaking the Barrier podcast can get 15% off by visiting generationyoucan.com.au and using the coupon code Breaking the Barrier. Great nutrition. That's uh, going to be your... They, you're going to use their patented super starch to fuel you through these long runs? Absolutely, because it does train your body to use fat as fuel rather than carbohydrates, which, of course, on most of us, there's more of that yeah. uh, willing to... Uh, ready to use. And they've just actually released a couple of the new awesome products. They're almond butter. Um, and now they have energy gels. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now here we go. <laughs> yeah. So those have just come out. Um, I'm really anxious to try those. Um, yep. Which actually, that that's a, that's an interesting question. What is nutrition, can, you think, going to have to be like? Well, so, I mean, for your long runs, the, probably you're going to have like a 50K ultra. Because I, I know what a long run yeah. and a marathon is. But... I found I, I've seen when you do an ultra, yeah. it's a lot more solid food. Well, like real yeah, food. but I think that's the, the times where I've done more solid food for an ultra has been the backyard ultras, sure. which are the you know sixty four k's minimum for yeah. me, up to a hundred, hopefully going more in the future. So I think when you get to like a hundred k runs, yeah, you need to start thinking about something a little bit more substantial. Yeah. You can do a fifty k just on gels. Yeah, you okay. Can, and this is where we get back to the whole you know the running community and ultra like my strength trainer was like oh, i was doing some research on um ultra running the other day and i was watching these youtube videos and every youtube video started with the guy sitting back and having a cup of coffee and talking about what was going on and then gradually getting into it and he's like when i watch my power lifter videos it starts with someone yelling at the screen and getting really really angry like you guys are so chill yeah and i said yeah but even in a chill ultra running community there's still some people who are dicks <laughs> and so, you know, there's going to be those people who are going to, like I said before, tell you that a 50k ultra is not a real ultra marathon, but it's still a, a solid run. Yeah. But it's also not that far past a marathon that you need to really worry about solid foods. Yeah. So I would say if it was a super hilly ultra, like I know when the guys went off and did um, Warburton, Warburton was taking them seven hours or so. Yeah. I'd say up to five hours or so on an ultra marathon, you can get by with gels, no problem. Mm. Probably up to six hours, you mm. can get through gels, depending on how your stomach is sure. and your digestion. Once you start getting past that, you'll want to get into bars. So you want to be having something a little bit more solid. Fruit's also a good one. Um, it depends on how the course is set up. If it's a looped course where you yep. can go past a bag drop, you then could start to think about something like, vegetables or you know wrapped up sandwiches mm. or you know cold pasta or noodles or something like yeah, that there definitely is a bag drop because i think the mm. general consensus of everybody who's done this thing is mm. like don't spend more than 10 minutes in that bag drop because you will not want to keep going yeah yeah so i think for something that's probably going to take it feels like you're looking at like a 12 to 14 hour range for what this event's going to be mm. it's like going to be your ceiling you're not going to be able to get through it just on gels mm. um even carrying around just bars is probably going to get you crazy. Although, Nicola, for the nonstop ultra, she did 15 hours, 100 Ks, and I don't think she went past something more substantial than like a bar or something like that. Mm. It really depends on what your 
taste buds and your stomach and your digestion can handle. And that's where you've got 24 weeks to experiment. To figure that out. Yeah. 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 What, I, what I wouldn't say is like, you know, again, when we were doing the Backyard Ultra, we had people bringing whole pizzas and eating a slice of pizza or cooking soup and noodles or doing toasted sandwiches. I mean, not... that's the real reason why I'm trying to want to do an ultra. Yeah, just to eat? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a big buffet. Yeah. You're, not, you're not going to want to pull out a Jaffel maker in the middle of the, the rest stop. I'll do there. it. I, yeah. I'll do it if I want. Um, and then the other thing, um, just thinking about the creative challenge um, that you're going to go through, um, you said before that you're going to try and train, you know, rain, hail, or shine, mm. but stuff's going to happen. Sure. So how you, like, remember when we talk about racing, like, you know, getting ready to run a 10K or a half marathon and people are learning on their training journey, we're like, don't try and catch up the miles. Yeah. If you miss a workout, let that workout go. You can't do that really in ultramarathon running. Mm. Like, you can't suddenly skip three workouts when each of those workouts are meant to be 10, 15Ks and yeah. now you're 30Ks off the pace for your week. Mm. So you're going to have to sort of, you know, if something happens in the morning, reshuffle your schedule to go out in the afternoon. You ready for that? Uh, I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm. How far in advance are you going to plan your workouts? I guess I'm going to try to. I I think I'm going to try to plan them at least three to five weeks in advance. Yeah. Um. Just because, like, look, I'm I'm lucky at, at the moment with my schedule at the moment. Yeah. That I I've, I've I can pretty much make happen what needs to happen. You know, I've I've got a couple things coming up where I need to be filming, but it's not. Uh, it's not like a crazy schedule, so because you could get an acting gig, yeah, and suddenly be on set for four days. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so right now, it's just going to be a matter of taking advantage of that time mm. that I have, uh, and then yeah, uh, I will I will try to have everything planned out three to five weeks in advance. And of course, realistically, if something does come up again, it's one of those things where if it's coming up every week, then it's like well. This is where I now I need to take a look at my schedule. Incident versus pattern. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If exactly. It's a pattern and of behavior. If it's yeah. a pattern and it's something that's it's okay. Well, this is happening every week. I need to switch up my long run days. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something that I'm making up an excuse to get out of, then I need to take a look at my why and mm-hmm. if it's strong enough to keep going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll it'll certainly be it'll be interesting to see as it comes up because. When things come up, it's easy to just be like, ah, well, I shouldn't say that. It's not. Some some of us, when we have to miss workouts, think it's the worst thing in the world. Yep. Uh, but there are points where it's like, oh, I have to miss this workout. Oh, bummer, yeah. but not really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll need to have flexibility in, yeah. your, in your thing, but it won't be one where you can necessarily miss a workout. It's like, oh, I couldn't do it this morning. I'll have to do it tonight. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I think that that'll that'll be a, and you know what that'll actually be a really good point too because most races that I've done well all races that I've done are limited to anywhere from a half hour to four hours. So yeah. it's like you get used to running at a certain time of the day because that's what time it is. Whereas yeah. something like this, you're gonna have to get used to running at a wide range of hours. I dare say you'll probably want to hang out with me and Daryl and Omar and Simon for a lot of our ultra running mm. uh, for the for the um for the Oxfam. Yeah. Because we're going to be going out on different terrain. We're going to be going out early in the morning, late at night. You're going to be running early in the morning, middle of the day, late at night, just like we're going to be doing an Oxfam. Mm. There's probably yeah, if you need that community to run with, there's probably going to be a couple of idiots doing something similar. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well, I mean, apart from the fact that every time I asked a question of you just then, you said, I don't know, it sounds like you're really well prepared for this. I started with I don't know, and then I <laughs> thought of a well-rounded answer that didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so 24 weeks for you. Ironically, 
so the reason why Andrew keeps asking if I want to do this Spartan is it's the week after I'm planning to do my my Oxfam and oh, Melbourne yeah, Marathon, Marathon right. double. So it's like it's like it's like you might as well. I don't think I want to do a fifty k Spartan yes, uh, a week later. <gasps> Whatever. And when's Erin's big thing? That's August. Uh, that's August twenty eighth. So yeah. she's racing. I'm racing the competitive wave at noon. She's racing with me the open wave at two. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the, there are still spots available for those. Uh, again, Spartan Race uh, Australian website. Just look up Spartan Race AU. Use coupon code Superman for fifteen percent off. And yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about. Uh, I have a goal for myself in the uh, competitive wave to do it in under a half hour. So I did the Stadion, um, last, again, it's going to be two years ago in uh, January, so a year and a half ago. I want to say a year ago to everything. And I it's know, not, it's, it's really not, it's almost two yeah. years. Uh, I did that one in 36 minutes, and that was a lot of stairs and ramps, mm. so I really feel like I would like to do Turidin as long as I don't fail any big obstacles in, in 30 minutes or less. Because mm. I did, I'm pretty sure I did... The urban city sprint in about 34 or 35 minutes or something? Mm. 33 minutes? Something like that. Um, so, yeah, that would be good. Mm. So, plenty to keep us going and keep us talking uh, over the next couple of months. We've got Migrate Ocean Road next month in May. July, I've got a 100K run in the Yu Yangs. August, we'll see how Erin goes with her journey towards a 5K Spartan and Andrew in the competitive. And then build up after that to October and hopefully we'll get some news from the world of athletics, a couple of special guests we've got lined up uh, as well and anything else that you let us know that you want us to talk about. Indeed. So hopefully we found some of that drive back for the podcast. Absolutely mm. and and mm. be sure to stay tuned. We've got Nicola we were speaking about before. She's mm. going to come on and talk about her 50k track run. Oh, insanity. Which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, just the mentality of that, insane. So. And you're talking to Brad uh, tomorrow. I'm talking to Brad tomorrow about the. So it, it, we've now spoken about ultra running mm. from the ultra runner's perspective. Now we're going to talk about ultra running from a Spartan's perspective, and it'll be really interesting to cross the cross the streams. I'll be interested to see what he says about running because I can't give you any advice about any of the Spartan stuff. Yeah. Uh, other than noting that you've got little pull-up bars all over your house right now, and I imagine that's useful. Indeed. So keep doing those. I'll do that. Yeah. Well, look, uh, everybody, please make sure that. To you go on to Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, leave a review. Five stars, really awesome if you could. That really helps the podcast out because uh, we, of course, still want to spread the word to as many as possible. Make sure you head on to the Breaking the Barrier podcast or Melbourne Superman or one of the many other social media platforms that Zach talked about at the beginning. Yeah, of jump the on the there, show. post if you want me to do something stupid like enter the Spartan. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, yes, please, please. For every one person that says he uh, they want Zach to do the Spartan, Zach's going to do the Spartan. No, no. How many, how many Ks is it? 50. Okay, so if we get 50 people telling us that they want me to do the Spartan before our next times? episode, I'll do it. Okay. So if by by the by the time on the, and you can't delay publishing the next <laughs> I'm episode. I'm not going to put the episode out for another six months. <laughs> no. But after this episode goes out, if we get 50 people saying that they want me to do it on and it can't be Daryl on Facebook and Daryl on Instagram Why? Daryl's because he doesn't count oh, that's, that's fair <laughs> oh you heard it here there Darryl. will be forensic accounting of these likes fair enough yeah. fair enough <laughs> alright that's cool that's cool um, you haven't seen the Breaking the Barrier podcast very active lately uh, Instagram lately so you're going to see it advertising <laughs> this uh, sweepstakes so rock on okay 50 people before the next podcast episode let's do that uh, not including minis not including minis okay Yep. Rock on. All right. Well, you heard it here. And you and me. 
You and me. So it doesn't count the one you're doing with Brad on its own. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. That's okay. two weeks. Okay, cool. If you can get 50 genuine likes or, you know, word phrases urging me to do it, then I will strongly consider it. <laughs> okay. I just backed right away. <laughs> yeah, you did. I see that. I saw that little glint in your <laughs> eyes, you bastard. All right, well, everybody, uh, you heard it here. 50 comments and, and 50 begs for Zach to do this, and he will strongly consider it. <laughs> so, look, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I've been Andrew. I've been Zach. And this has been the podcast that hopes to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We will catch you next time.